0: I'm Martin Freeman. And this is noises cats make when they're sad.
1: Welcome to a chat while I vacuum my lounge.
0: Hello, and welcome to Wybina asking the questions about soft drinks that you were too embarrassed to ask.
1: Um, it's kind of like a like a salty hairstyle. Um, if you picture like a really beautiful Bavarian woman, it it and maybe she's called like it was kind of like what her hair would be like, um, but delicious. Um, and sometimes sprinkled with cinnamon, which which I don't think they actually do there.
0: A clip there from the most recent episode of Describing Pretzels to Peter, who's never seen a pretzel. Hello, I'm John Luke Roberts, CEO and Fun Captain of Soundteap, Inc. And it's my honour to welcome you to the Soundteap podcast. The podcast of podcasts. Giving you a taste of shows from across the Soundteap, Inc. network. I set up Soundteap, Inc. in 2008 with a simple mission statement. Make too many podcasts. And Lord knows we've been churning them out since then. We're currently home to 712 of them. If you don't know which one to listen to, this is the perfect place to start. And I'm sure we have just the right thing for you. So, what do you like? Do you like true crime? Then you'll like That's Elementary, where a class of two dozen seven- and eight-year-olds tackle a cold case murder. Do you like gadgets and gizmos? If so, maybe TechWank is the show for you. Do you like Liza Minnelli? you like instruction manuals? Then, it could be that Liza Minnelli Reads From Instruction Manuals is your new go-to. Here's a clip.
2: Reach under the door grip and pull the door open. (laughs) Remove the elbow piece. Shut the door with a gentle swing. The washing machine has undergone a complete functional test at the factory and there will be some residual water in the drum from this process. For safety reasons, spinning is not possible until the machine has been prepared for using for the first time. To activate the spinning function, you must run a wash program without laundry and without detergent. <laughs> using detergent could result in an excessive buildup of foam. This also activates the ball valve. <laughs> the ball valve prevents detergent escaping from the suds container into the sub during a wash program, thus making maximum use of the. But say you
0: don't love Liza Minnelli, say you don't love instruction manuals, say you hate crabs, is there a podcast for you on the Sound Heap Network? since you should ask, yes, there is. Crab Slag, the podcast where two men who don't provide their names insult, slander and belittle the Decapod crustaceans. Here's a clip. Crabs are the worst. Well, absolutely the worst. Absolutely, worst. they're so right. The skeleton goes on the outside.
3: Yeah, I mean, who designed that?
0: Oh, it doesn't make sense, does it? Because just that's, you hang this—you're meant to hang the stuff on the skeleton that makes yeah, yeah, the body. Yeah. Like you and I, we both have a, a skeleton hung on. You know, covered. The meat goes on the skeleton. Just but a rumour, but I can confirm the skeleton (laughs) is
3: inside.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but crabs, right? They hang the skeleton on the meat. It's like they're protecting the meat, rather than the meat protecting the skeleton. To me, that doesn't make sense. That does not make sense to me. I mean, when you're fighting through a skeleton to get to the meat, you think to yourself, who fucked up here?
3: I know, right? Who fucked up here? I know, I know, right?
0: Cows, we like a steak. Sure. And you can just go and peel that off the outside of the cow. That's how you... They carry on living. They ca- they keep going, yeah, because they've you got so much of it. You can just take a little, little bit. bit off. A little... Uh, let a it grow a back. A little bit off. Let it grow back. A little bit off. Let it grow back. A little bit off. Let it grow back. A little bit off. Exactly. And then with a crab, you can't do that. You've got to you, kill you, it. You've got to kill it. And, what, and you can try and eat some of the outside, but it's sort of horrible crispy.
4: Hmm. Uh, I've had
0: a dinner party before where a few of us were like, let's just do it. Let's eat the skeleton.
3: And you know what? We were sick for weeks. Weeks. I'm sure weeks. Weeks. Oesophagus? Goodbye. (laughs) It just teared us to pieces.
0: And you'd be throwing up like Like Every time. It's like little bits of... It's like a, Grollsch- a Goldschlager. Go- you know, go-
3: Goldschlager. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, going right through your, your, your esophagus every time you're vomiting. Horrible. And also, I say this, Patrick kept walking sideways. It was he a did- very weird thing because you eat the meat and it doesn't affect you. It's just meat, right? Meat but, uh, is just generic across all species. But there's something carried genetically in... In In the skeleton. Crab slag there. It's not for everyone. Our focus grouping shows it's very unpopular with university-educated white women with 16 to 24-year-olds of all socioeconomic backgrounds and with crabs. Crabs hate it. And if it's not for you, maybe you'll like What Have I Dropped on My Foot with Denny Forcep. One, two, three. Oh,
3: God! Ah.
4: Oh, now that sounded Square. Um, it sounded like it had a lot of corners. Was it a, 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 a giant dice? It, uh,
0: no, it wasn't. It was not. No. If you're not a fan of injuries, how about this? In Pranks with Full Consent, former Channel 4 star Tony Stinker Balgraves asks people if they'd mind if he pranked them, describing the entire prank as he does so. And if they say that's OK with them, then he does that prank. Let's take a listen.
5: Hello there. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, hello. Um, it's me. It's Tony Stinker Balgraves, and you're on my prank show. Who? Sorry? Who? You're, you're on my prank show. I'm Tony Stinker Balgraves And can right. you see there's hidden ca- hidden cameras over there? That's oh, hidden yes, cameras all yes. There's one here. Hidden
1: oh, microphones yes, all around. You're
5: actually on my prank show right now, if that's all right. Right. Oh, lovely. Very yeah, Good. Well, it, you're only on it if it's okay with you. So that's, I'm just checking yes, that's before fine. we do the prank. And then, yes. if you're okay with it, then we're going to get a uh, we're going to get you being pranked by me turning into Graves. and oh, we're going God, to get fun. a very funny reaction to the prank. I'm okay. With you. Well, what 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 okay, what is the prank? So the prank is: um, do you see the wheelie bin over here that you yes, are, are about do. to walk past? Yes, yes. It, so I'm going to be inside it. I'm going to get inside mm. the, the wheelie bin now. That's if this is alright oh, with you. right. And then uh, when you walk past, can you say I'm dressed like a wolf?
6: Yes, Yeah. So I'm going to
5: jump out of the wheelie bin and uh, give you a big uh, frightening scare. Okay. um, If that's all right with you. And if if any of this makes you uncomfortable, then please just say. And the producers will shut it all down. So don't worry about it. But is that okay with you? Does that sound all right? Yes, yes, of course. Okay, so here we go. Can you... Just walk, hold on, let me get in. Yes? Okay. okay. <clears throat> Jolly good. Good fun. <clears throat> <Okay. laughs> Very good. Very oh my good. God, did we get that? <laughs> <laughs> did, did we get that? Did you get his All Okay. Out? Are you okay with yes, that? With yes, 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 it's, no, it's good it... fun. You were happy with it. Yes. It wasn't too surprising or yes. scary. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I we, OK, I think we got it. OK. That's a wrap, everybody. OK, thank, thank you. you Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: And I must say, Tony really is the nicest stinker I know.
5: <laughs> and
3: the
0: second nicest Tony. You're listening to the Heap podcast. Soundheap, the home of listenable content.
7: Hello. Welcome to Mean. With Val. Wow This guy, he's walking down the road absolutely happy as Larry and up in front of him most beautiful girl he's ever seen and he can't help but look at her So, well, you'd be thinking to yourself, well, what's the problem here? <laughs> well, I'll tell you the problem the man's already out with his girlfriend she's standing right next to him and <laughs> she's looking at him like, hey what am I? Chop liver? <laughs> so it's a really funny little meme because, you know, he, the man, he should be with his girlfriend, but he's looking over there. Uh, oh, it's ever so funny. And what people like to do is they might put something like, on the man, a little name tag that says, I don't know. Um, so the man could be the world. And the world. And then the sexy lady could be the new iPhone 12. So the, the man's looking at the new iPhone 12. And then next to him is uh, his girlfriend. Catastrophic climate crisis. She's like, hello? Could you look at me? You know? And it's a lovely little meme because I really think it sums something up about human nature. But also, you know you've got to have a laugh in this life, you know? You've got to laugh, otherwise are you living at all? You know? Okay, so on to the next meme.
0: Memes with Val there. And a big thanks to Val for helping the rest of us stay tuned in to the Zeitgeist. Make sure to stick around for the end of the show where we have an excerpt from Passwords of My Life with Kirsty Major This week, Humorist, raconteur and comedian Tom Allen joins Kerr Street to talk about the passwords, which mean the most to him.
8: Those ones that are generated sometimes on your phone, uh, I go, well, why would I... You're the only person who can remember this. You, the the phone. Um, I won't be able to remember, like, work... mm, uh, G... G... 414142X... Capital A. Um... I, actually, well, I, mean, you I did a very good that. job of remembering that. Then. Well, that's that's the one I use for my banking, so I have to have that.
0: So look forward to more from Tom later on in The Taste Pod. Cheer up, the Transformative Optimism podcast that always tries to look on the bright side. This week had a fantastic episode about a transformative outreach project aiming to give second chances to some people society has left behind.
6: Look, I mean, you know, in the kitchen, it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, as long as you have a passion for cooking, that's what's important. And really, a lot of these uh, pirates, you know, they're passionate people. You know, they, they spent their lives on the, on the high seas, um, burying treasure, they, they really, you know, they have strong characters, and that's what we're looking for, that's what I'm looking for in my kitchen, strong characters.
4: Michelin-starred chef Toussaint Falter is a chef with a mission, the rehabilitation and training of convicted pirates.
6: Uh, we've got Long John, uh, Long, Long John Silver. Uh, we've got uh, Black Beard. Uh, we've got Red Beard. Uh, we've got Blue Beard. Uh, it's kind of purpley, purpley Red Beard. It's a different one. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's so many more, but um, they're all kind of beard-related. The, so.
4: the restaurant is called The Graceful Shanty, situated in the heart of Manchester's up-and-coming egg factory district. A great act of charity, one might think, but Falter won't accept that it's a purely selfless act.
6: You know, a lot of these uh, pirates, they're foodies. You know they've, they've been to the seven around the seven seas that you know they've eaten a lot of good food and um i was looking to kind of tap into some of their culinary knowledge uh in, in in our kitchen yeah i mean they're doing you know they're doing great you know obviously it's different different for them um they haven't had experience working long john long john no, no Long John, no no that's the desserts mate long john not with the hook don't use it long John okay it's it's a trifle so you, you don't spear a trifle okay uh, but no they're really um, you know they're, uh, they're learning quickly uh, that they're, they're getting to grips with it um, and uh, I think um, it's 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 going sorry, ri- so sorry <laughs> so Blackbeard, Blackbeard. Blackbeard. You, 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 you gotta really be not too much rum Okay, I, know, I know, I know, I know it's a rum rum trifle, but you don't want to put too much rum. You have to see the trifle. You're drowning it, mate. Okay. So, um, no, they're um, they're they're a good bunch. They're a good bunch.
4: As with any transformative idea, there have been hiccups along the
6: way. They're still new to customer service, so they haven't quite um, developed those kind of skills how to handle that, and they've try to make them walk a makeshift plank, um, which they've just constructed out in the back, which is, um, I just kind of tell them you can't really do that. Um, or, or try to boil them in, in, in a massive pot of water, which obviously um, can't boil customers. We, we, yeah, we kind of had to just let them know that. Um, that that's not really something we can do here. Um, but, you know, these things, accidents happen, and um, we have to just, they have to just learn from it and uh, I'm sure they won't do it again.
4: If success is measured in reservation books, well, the graceful shanty have just broken the plastic shrink wrap on their third. But what do the customers on the ground make of it?
1: Offensive,
9: disturbing, upsetting, whatever concept this is, it hasn't worked. But per- perhaps I'm not. Perhaps I'm not the target market. Perhaps I'm not. Perhaps I'm not. I'm, I hold my hands up. I'm willing to accept that. You know, perhaps I shouldn't have gone. I've never liked pirates. Uh, it was probably a mistake to go. But I, I, tr- I like to try new things and then be disappointed by them.
4: If you had to sum it up in a sentence, what would you say? I'd say. Oh. <laughs> well, you seem to have gotten into the spirit of things.
2: Well, one tries. One tries.
0: Thanks to Opal Belbin for finding that story. Sound heap, moving the air around your ears in a pleasurable way. I ask because my partner Deborah, uh, a tiny, tiny little feet, awful, awful woman, just so small. She falls constantly. She gets up in the morning, she falls down. That was a clip from this month's Wife Chat. Welcome back to Soutip's weekly taste pod. Now, passwords of my life with Kirsty Major, with special guest Tom Allen. So, moving on from your childhood um, to the dawn of the internet and your first email address, which I believe you still have to this day.
8: Uh, yes, I do. Um, hmm. it's still, um, hot sauce, five, four, three, two, hot sauce, um, uh, hotmail.com.
0: Wonderful. And, um, and how did you, how did you come up with your password for that? Uh,
8: um, it was actually, um, a, 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 Mexican restaurant I was in just beforehand. Um, and I was eating some fajitas, uh, and, um, and I thought, you know what, today's the day I'm going to finally set up an email address. Everybody's talking about it. You've got to have them. They're going to be the future, apparently. All right, I'll get one.
0: Could you place this in a year?
8: So this was in um, 2014. Right. So, um so, yeah, so uh, everybody's going on about it. I've got to get one. I'm going to get one. And so I uh, nipped next door to the Internet Cafe, as they were then. And, um, and, and ask the people there about how to do it, and they were very obliging. Um, and uh, and, and um, it was because I so much enjoyed the hot sauce that uh, led me to create the, um, the, the email address.
0: Mm. And your password for the email address?
8: My password at that time um, was, um, it's a strange one really, um, was Pinot Grigio, uh, because I was um, drunk on that.
0: On Pina Grigera,
8: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and now your password for that that, that uh, email address has changed.
8: No, Why no, you... no. Well, I no, kept it's it the same, same because um, mm-hmm. me, you get a sort of muscle memory in your fingers, don't mm-hmm. you? And mm-hmm. um, and you just tap tap it out. Really, just mm-hmm. you know, tap tap tap. And uh, I think if I change it now, I I don't know if I'd, I'd worry. I'd forget it because sometimes you know when you are drunk, you do need to have that muscle memory too. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like with pin numbers and stuff. If I didn't remember, oh, uh, and your pin number is uh, nine eight uh, seven. For.
0: Why not follow us on Twitter at soundypink and tell us what your private passwords are and why they're important to you. And if you'd like to hear more from Tom Allen, you can hear him on his own podcast, Tom Allen only pretends to like cakes. Music plays a big part in our lives, from putting the radio on while we make our breakfast before going to work to pressing play on Robbie Williams's Angels at the Funeral of a colleague. But have you ever stopped to think about how songs actually get made? If you have, maybe you'll enjoy Eltijon and his lovely songs.
3: But <laughs> How do we close. I'm a tennis and dancer. Come on, now we're a tennis dancer. What a dancer. Oh, yeah, well, it's a tiny little dancer. The it? um, song I wrote, me, Elton John, in one of the uh, lovely songs, and it was written because I thought, what would it be like if we that had tiny I mean, you know, We know what big dancers look like. They look like plump, plump, plump all plum over the stage. You've got to have big dancers in the ballad because when you go to the ballad, you've got to be able to see. The ballad dances from a long, long, long away on my books. You can't have a little dancer. And I thought, oh, what would it be like what would it be like to have a little dancer? Because uh, you know, you got not got to be seen from the gods if it's a little dancer. What if you're not in a theatre? What if you're in a, a, a well, a, you know, I don't know, a small a small like a, a lavatory cubicle, uh changing room, that's a, a small place a submarine. If you're in a submarine, you don't know you can't you can't I said to Bernie, I said you can't fit a big old dancer in a submarine, you'll go it's gonna sit the submarine. If you can even get a big old dancer in through the top of the submarine. Because you don't have many doors in the submarine. Because doors in submarines are dangerous. So a lot of trouble if you open a door in the submarine. So you try to keep the doors to an absolute minimum. So that's what the am talking about. And a well, lovely son. I think you'll agree. An absolutely lovely sound. And that's me out to for today. What do you think of that Terry in Ah, shy.
0: In this clip from how to put out a raging fire, brackets, mainly guesses, close brackets, host Gregory Shame is joined by guest Braddy Wade. We join them as they discuss sitting on a bus seat and finding it already warm, and then wondering how that might relate to fires.
9: Maybe somebody, the person who was sat down?
8: Yeah,
9: sat on a fire. Right. And what is left is residual fire warmth. But
0: so the fire is, mm-hmm.
9: to get to take a fire out, you know, to get rid of it,
8: mm-hmm.
9: so to speak, that's the perfect. That's what they say in the in the trade. Let's get rid of this fire. Let's get rid um, of this fire. There's a fire. Let's get rid of it. You sit on it. it.
0: Yep. That's sit what you do. Fire. You just sit on it. Right. That's a good actually. I think we've got yeah. That, that, sit that, on a that fire. Um, if the fire. Do you think sitting on a fire, obviously, if we sit on a fire smaller than us, than our our bums. Yes. That we, there's enough of us there. Yes. To sit on the whole fire. But if there was a very big fire, would sitting on just a part of the fire, do you think, uh, cancel out the rest of the fire?
9: No, it's a little bit, it's a little bit like um, eating a foot long subway. Mm -hmm. You don't put it all in your mouth. You but, eat it bit by bit. Yeah. So you sit on one bit of the fire that's gone out. You shuffle along, you sit right. on that bit that's gone out. You shuffle along. You sit on right. that. You know, it's like a Toblerone. An airport you just Toblerone.
0: Chip away, chip away at the
9: fire. You, by system. Like, I, mean, I mean, sometimes you get an airport Toblerone. You have a bit on Monday, you have a bit on Tuesday, you have a bit yeah. on Wednesday. It's gone by Sunday. That's how the song goes, isn't it? It's a great mm. song. Um, so it, that's how you that deal with part? fires. That's how you deal with fires.
7: You uh, just sit
9: on them bit by bit. Until they go. And then that some fires can go out in a day. Some fires go out in years because, you know, a butt yeah. is only so big. You know, right. come on. Let's not <laughs> let's not, let's yeah. not sort of be silly and and assume that it's the kind of thing that could be. If it's like a forest fire, for example, you definitely need to live with it. Until right. someone's butt. I mean, I guess you could have several butts. You could have one at one end. That was end the next question. And yeah. one at the other end. And they can meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Channel Tunnel. Do you remember when they, yeah. when they dug that and they met in the middle? And everyone was like, "Oh, bonjour!" They did yeah. that with
0: their, with their butts.
9: No, I think they used machinery for that. Ah, right. Okay. Um, uh, like diggers and stuff.
0: Britain's worst bastards is the podcast which tells you the stories of Britain's worst bastards. In this week's episode, Jane Prent tells the story of London crime lord Denny Halligup
1: denny beat the police he beat anyone everyone was afraid of him his his own his own father was afraid of him this was a serial killer he killed 84 people but he was afraid of denny because denny you know you always knew there was a, a a tell a tell if denny was going to go off on one there was a tell and the tell was he would start singing popular pop songs in a sort of high creepy child voice and that's when you knew that things were going we're all going on a summer holiday. That sort of thing. Really horrible. And um, and then you knew it was kicking off and Denny would just start stapling people to walls left and right. Uh, he, uh, he had a horrible, um, a horrible method of uh, surprising people. He would buy them fresh fish from the market. Fresh fish from the market. And then when they had the fish at dinner, when they cut the fish open... Denny would burst in and stab them to death. And that was really a hallmark, you know. If you went round to a crime scene and Denny was there, uh, Denny's Denny's uh, fingerprint, as it were, was there, was, was a, um, a lovely fish dinner, untouched, and a dead family.
0: Well, Denny sounds like quite the character. Have you been wronged? Does someone owe you an apology? Well, listen out. Because maybe they've made that apology in this week's episode
7: of SOSCAST. I'm sorry I wore tap shoes to your father's funeral and kept walking around the church because I needed the loo.
8: I'm sorry I built a ghost train with no frights. I thought the lack of frights would actually be scary. I'm sorry I left you for a casual relationship with the sea. Sorry I was born. I'm very sorry
0: I dressed your cat up as a horse to trick a jockey and your cat got squashed.
4: I'm sorry I trained my dog to wee through your letterbox and I'm sorry you can't be gracious enough to admit it's impressive.
0: I'm sorry I stole the glue that you used to keep your bum on and I'm sorry your bum fell off.
5: I'm sorry I lured the bees from your hives into my own.
1: Hiya, I'm Banksy. Sorry for the pictures.
0: Now, before we say boop boop, it's time for this week's Punch Out. When I heard Broadway legend Bernadette Peters wanted to work with Pink to create a passion project of a podcast she'd wanted to make since 1984, I said, that's nice so it gives me great pleasure to premiere this exclusive clip of Bernadette Peters' reads from instruction manuals.
2: To configure the playback slash a recording <gasps> options... select the mute. I knew that you oh, would do this! Oh, Liza Bernadette P- Peters, you are just the end of me. You would not exist without me. Bernadette, I took this job oh, recording Liza. voiceovers from the no. air washing Liza. machine instruction oh. manuals because oh. I thought it would be a way for me to stay relevant. And here are you, Liza. here Liza. Are you, with your job. Tony Liza. and with Liza. your life taking away Liza. my Liza. limelight. Liza. Oh Bernadette, I hate oh. you. I hate you with the power of a thousand suns.
0: Soundheap was presented by me, John Luke Roberts, and featured Alexis Dubas, Athena Kublenu, Eleanor Morton, Gareth Gwynn, Johnny Donohoe, Josie Long, Jos Norris, Katie Brand, Kieran Hodgson, Margaret K. Smith, Paddy Jervis, River Hall, Simon Ferdos, Suze Kempner, Stuart Laws, Tom Tuck, Tom Allen, Tom Neenan and Tucson Douglas. The original music was by Paddy Jervis and Rob Sell at Torch and Compass, and the producer was Ed Morrish. Soundheap is a lead mojo production for Audi. Boop,
7: boop.